Welcome to Work It, a show about work. This is a work of satire containing mature themes. Pour le service en français, appuyez sur le 1. For writer and performer Sam Alamang, please press 2. For writer and performer Janet Mowat, please press 3. For a measured and insightful discussion of this option is unavailable. For a comedic look at corporate citizenship that I would describe as cynical even for us, please stay on the line. Howdy folks and welcome to episode 23, all about corporate citizenship. What does it mean to be a good corporate citizen? Does it mean a free and open democracy? Access to rights like healthcare and shelter? No way, dummy! It means handing out promotional stickers at the Pride Parade. Cha-ching! But corporate citizenship is really important to us at WorkIt. We are proud to announce our new accessibility campaign. Literally everyone should listen to WorkIt. It is the most inclusive show ever. We require everyone to listen to it. Good for us. You take care of your body and your spirit. Your food is pure and wholesome. Your family is organic and hemp-based. And the clothes you wear are ethical and sustainable. That's why you wear Victoria Activewear. Over 2% of our employees receive livable wages. We invest millions in bribes to make sure our factories pass rigorous safety inspections. We source only the finest synthetic materials, laced with wholesome alkylphenol compounds, phthalates, and crisp, clean, brominated and chlorinated flame retardants. You care about your body and your planet. We want you to believe that we care too. Buy Victoria Activewear. Hello class, and welcome to Corporate Citizenship Night School. My name's Laura, and I'll be your teacher. Hello, Hello Miss Laura. Laura. In just a few short weeks of study, you'll be ready to ace the corporate citizenship exam and become full-fledged corporate citizens. Does that sound good? Yes, yes Miss Laura. Laura. Okay, why don't we go around the room and introduce ourselves and say why we're here. Uh, how about you, uh, the gentleman in the nice suit? <laughs> it better be nice. This suit costs more than your car. Listen up, losers. My name's Brock. I'm a lending manager with Douche Bank. It's like Deutsche Bank, but douchier. Why I'm here? I just oversaw a buttload of foreclosures. Basically, I want to get some good press and sweep that story under the rug. Well, that's one reason. I don't know what to say, so how about we hear from you? My name's Carly, and I run one of Canada's largest resource extraction companies, Widget Chemical. Our slogan is, we've got gas. It's important to have a sense of humor to show people it's not all melanoma and poisoned water supplies. Okay, why I'm here. I want to become a corporate citizen to show girls that they too can profit off ecological catastrophe. Girl power. How white feminist of you. It takes a village. And you there, are you also here to whitewash your sins of capital? Uh, no. Actually, I'm a community activist who wanted to start a B Corps dedicated to justice and dignity for poor and working people. Oh, what a relief. Yeah, I didn't realize this was all just a cynical PR stunt of the worst people alive. I'll see myself out. Go back where you came from! Your kind isn't welcome here and- Ooh, hang on, I've gotta take this. How many times do I have to tell you, Chad? Just start the bulldozer, they'll get out of the way. Oh, they didn't? Huh. Fancy that. Miss Laura, if Brock's using his phone, I've got some emails to send to my assistant. At 9pm? 
Dear Kelly, I said to order the charcoal palms, not slate. If I were docking your pay, I'd be really mad. Here are some more ways that you screwed up. Ugh, it's gonna be a long semester. Oh, hey, Janet. Why are you looking so down? Sam, have you seen the news lately? No. Is it good? Everything's falling apart. Climate change, dystopian violation of reproductive rights, Theresa May cried a little bit. I can no longer fault her for any of the awful things she's done. Work it needs to be more engaged. Let's come up with our own corporate citizenship strategy. The internet will help with this. Aha! So apparently there are five stages of corporate citizenship. Let me see. Okay, it looks like it goes from compliant to engaged, innovative, integrated, and the best is transforming. And the stages range from basic compliance with regulations to transformative global policies. Okay, I say go big or go home. Let's skip the first four stages and go straight to stage five, transformative corporate citizenship. Great. What's something massive we can do to save the world? Mm, I know. We'll plant five billion trees. Okay, let's buy the seeds. How much money do you have? Um, 325. Uh-huh, and I can pawn my coffee for a buck 42. Let's see how much this will cost. Five million dollars? Okay, it's fine. Let's just start at stage four of corporate citizenship. Integration. That means we'll gently and cheaply integrate responsible policies into our business. So let's change the strategy to plant one tree. And we'll plant it during work hours so we still get paid. Heck, let's do it right now. I'll get my sun hat. Oh, wait, Sam. <laughs> we need to finish the show first. But after this, my day is booked solid. Your calendar just says Red Dead Redemption until October. Well, how about we skip to stage three, innovation. I can plant a tree in my video game. That's innovative. We're trying to save this planet, Sam. Let's try stage two, engagement. Guess what? Engagement means we need policies that go beyond mere compliance with regulations. I... I really wanted that to be funny, but it wasn't funny. So for example, there are regulations that would allow clear-cutting old-growth forest, but here at Workit, we're making the active decision not to engage in destructive logging operations for our radio show. Hmm. No good? It's... it's okay, but it's just... We are closing off a pretty big potential revenue stream there. Okay, we'll start at the baseline. Stage one corporate citizenship, compliance. As a responsible corporate citizen, Workit pledges to comply with regulations surrounding our clear-cutting operations. That's... that's pretty good. Still too much? Come on, Sam, we need to do something. Well, it occurs to me that once we've clear-cut all the forests, the ecosystems will collapse, and then there won't be regulations left to comply with anyway. And then we'll be free. Exactly. Okay, new stage of corporate citizenship. This one is a great fit for Work It. Stage uh, zero, destruction. As concerned global citizens, we at Work It are proud to announce our commitment to destroy all non-radio related life on Earth. It just feels so good to give back like this, you know? In 2014, Claudia Rankin published Citizen, a widely acclaimed volume of poetry that explored anti-black racism in America. 
It is a work that is vivid, penetrating, heartbreaking. Let's hear a clip. I knew whatever was in front of me was happening. And then the police vehicle came to a screeching halt in front of me. Everywhere were flashes, a siren sounding, and a stretched out roar. Get on the ground. Now, as we all know, there is no work so special that it escapes the predations of cynical corporate stooges. Which brings us to our next guest, Claude Rank. Pleasure to be here, Janet. Tell us about your book, Claude. So the first thing you should know about me is I'm a major thinkfluencer and CEO whisperer. Oh, God. So when I heard about this citizen thing, my first thought was, how does it help executives achieve maximum throughput? Double oh, God. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's fighting racism. That's great. Go Raptors. But until you connect to the business leaders and global impact change agents, can you really call yourself a writer? I don't think so. Well, she was nominated for a National Book Award. Janet, my clients are international, okay? They deserve better. So I thought, hey, let's pivot Claudia Rankin Citizen to the business world, which is why I'm here to promote my new book of poetry, Corporate Citizen. Do you have a reading for us, Claude? I do. This is from Canto 1, Stanza the First, Opening Quatrain. Those are poetry words. No one knows what they mean. Great work, Claude. In the board meeting, sometimes it feels there's more we could do to penetrate the Asian market. I lunch with Todd from sales. When he makes a racist joke, I'll admit I laughed. It was a really good one. But Todd, I say, careful with that stuff. HR's cracking down on it. My body, an object of hate. No, not hate, envy from the Pilates. Seriously, hit my stomach. No, really, I can take it. I see, and that's it, is it? I've really tried to give voice to the managerial class who I feel is frankly underrepresented in poetry. Okay, well, first, that was awful, and second, I'm going to push you from a helicopter into the ocean now. Hey, put those sound effects away, lady. Mmm, nah. of bigots are holding a racist protest! Who can save common sense and decency now? This looks like a job for... Corporate Exec Men! Never fear, citizens. My corporation is here to save the day! Yes, with his near-limitless access to resources and social influence, Corporate Exec Men has the power to condemn even the most hateful opinions. How will you stop them, Corporate Exec Men? I will... Release a statement! Ahem! As a powerful corporate exec, I would like to express my disapproval of the bigots. I assure all non-bigots that my corporation and I stand with you. Uh... Thanks, corporate exec man. That was... a nice... sentiment. All in a day's work for... Corporate Exec Man! Well, class, I have your exam results here in this envelope, and though I'd like to say you tried your best, that would be a lie. Got a clue, teach we killed it! Sure you did, Brock. Sure you did. I'll just open this up and inform you that... Regarding your corporate citizenship exams, the provincial government has... 
apparently sold the education system to a private consortium of bankers, mining executives, corporate lawyers, startup founders, and defense contractors. And you both pass with flying colors. Ooh, suck it! Girl boss! Fantastic. Just fantastic. Well, all that's left is to recite the new Pledge of Corporate Citizenship. I'll just sit here and contemplate devolution. I pledge allegiance to the bottom line and the accumulation of wealth. I pledge to be a job creator, by which I mean paying people poverty wages while collecting millions from their labor. I will faithfully extract every resource, exploit every worker, and enjoy every tax cut. And when the world is on fire and the air can't be breathed, we'll hire private armies to slaughter the troublemakers who don't like it. Amen. And a women, girl boss. Hey folks. Hi, welcome everyone to Global Solutions Annual Employee Rally. We've got some great mandatory team building activities planned today. But first, Aaron and I have an exciting announcement for you. That's right, Greg. As senior execs of Global Solutions, it's our pleasure to announce our brand new corporate responsibility commitment. You guys asked for it, and boy, did we deliver. Let's dive in, Aaron. Sure thing, Greg. First up, employees, let's talk about conserving energy. Our new policy will slash our energy consumption. This means we'll need some help from you, the employees. All junior staff are to restrict their use of electric lighting at the office. Don't worry, we'll bring kerosene lamps in. How romantic. You guys also get to ditch those pesky energy gobbling devices like computers. Pen and paper were good enough for our ancestors after all. Don't worry, you're not the only ones making sacrifices. Senior staff have our own important job to do. We pledge to turn off our office light at least one night a week. If we remember. We're very busy. Excited yet, guys? Well, we've got more great initiatives. You'll love this, team. From now on, all employees must commute under their own power. Be that walking, running, cycling. What if we're not physically able? Great question. On a case-by-case -case basis, we'll pretend to accommodate your needs well, unsettling shaming you until you quit. Aww. Speaking of the environment, we're also taking a fresh new approach to your work environment. Do you feel cut off from your teammates in those cramped old offices? We're opening everything up and freeing you from the shackles of quiet and privacy. That's right, Greg. We're going communal. No more offices, no more assigned desks. Our shared workspace will be a chaotic, noisy free-for-all. And that's not all. We're getting rid of our buildings. Bask in the natural setting of that abandoned parking lot next door while you, I don't know, file your nails or whatever you people do with your Don't time. worry. Once again, the senior staff are doing our bit, too. We have to keep our boring old corner offices. What a drag. But we have agreed that all the VPs will share a communal hole puncher. And finally, folks, the PAs to resistance, we're going fully digital. This will mean big changes for everyone at Global Solutions. At the senior level, we'll be going paperless, except for the older guys who still can't do Microsoft Word. And at the junior level, we're phasing out wasteful human workers altogether. Are you excited as we are? Great! Now, time for tug of war. And now, the work at interview. 
Corporate citizenship means different things to different people, and sometimes it can turn peers into adversaries. Mark Benioff and Jack Dorsey are the CEOs of Salesforce and Twitter, respectively. They both champion the importance of corporate citizenship. But in 2018, they clashed over what corporate citizenship actually looks like. At issue was Proposition C, a San Francisco ballot measure that would tax the city's wealthiest businesses to fund its underperforming homeless services. Welcome to Work It, Jack Dorsey and Mark Benioff. Well, thank you for your generosity and your compassion. Thank you, Mark. Now then, uh, hang on, Mark, why are you undressing? Ugh, what's that on your skin? Look at this, it's very serious. Damn it, Mark, we're podcasters, not doctors. And that's why the government is involved. Do you involve the government every time you have a rash? I've done it before, absolutely. The state of American healthcare, folks. Jack, why do people like you oppose Proposition C? We don't react to the present day. You know what this demonstrates, don't you, Jack? What we consider to be most important. Which is... Go on, Mark, I see you know the answer. We're looking to make money. Ding, ding, ding. Jack? Jack, why are you putting a colander on your head? You can actually get at someone's raw thoughts, and anyone in the world can see that. Oh, yeah? What am I thinking right now? You know, that's the stupidest idea ever. Oh, damn. Not too shabby, Jack. You guys are actually pretty nice. Most of our billionaire guests just want to humiliate us. Okay, what you're going to do is you stand here, then jump, jump, jump. Ugh, fine. How high? Much higher than that. (laughs) 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 Okay, enough jumping. Let's get back on topic. Jack, why don't you want to support programs for the homeless? What do you got against them? They get out on the street. Yeah, that's that's the issue. Is it all about money for you? Is that it? You don't you don't need to have a lot of money to fly to Fiji and jump off a bridge. That's uh, an interesting point. Mark, what exactly have you done to support Proposition C? I was very fortunate to be able to send an email to Lars Ulrich. Anyone else? Drill. As in weird Twitter corncob drill. He's great. Jack, people are using your platform Twitter to organize in support of this measure, so in one sense, it's an engine for coordinated activism. But on the other, it's a hotbed of fascists agitating for race war. How do you see it? I mean, that's what we wanted it to be. And I think the most beautiful and also sometimes uncomfortable aspect of Twitter is it's a mess. Jack, what do you say to the people who have struggled to get by since the crash of 2008 who would really benefit from this investment in public services? The fortunate situation for Square was that in 2008, the entire market was crashing down. And anytime there's a recession or a depression, that's a great time to innovate, start a company, do anything. So, Jack, what if I said you were the world's stupidest man? It hit something foundational. It hit something essential. You've been a very naughty boy, Jack. We didn't want to do this, but you deserve a spanking. I'll do it. I've done it before, absolutely. Wow, Mark Benioff just leapt up and spanked Jack Dorsey on his bare bottom. Well, I was doing that when I was broke, you know. Well, no surprise, I guess. But this has been a complete waste of everyone's time. Good night. Okay, Little Dynamic Solutions, Inc. It's time for bed. But I'm not tired, Mommy. Now, now, you listen to your parent company. There, let me tuck you in, my little subsidiary. Mommy, when I grow up, will I be a big multinational corporation like you? Well, Dynamic Solutions, Inc., if you make lots of deals and manage your funds really well, you'll grow to be big and global like me. Will I be a real person then? 
Oh, darling, legally speaking, you're a person now. All corporations are. All corporations? Even creepy old Reynolds and Sons? Yes. And Sally's Couturier down the street? That's right. Mommy, are humans persons? <laughs> what strange questions you ask. Well, funnily enough, yes. Humans are technically persons too, like us. So humans have legal rights and social responsibilities, like us? That's right, darling. Mommy, do humans merge like corporations? Oh, uh, well, yes, I suppose they perform a sort of merger. They call it intercourse, I think. Haha, <laughs> that's funny to think about humans merging. How did they decide who's CEO? Sweetie, you're asking questions I just can't answer. I think it's time for you to rest. You've got a big meeting tomorrow. Okay, Mommy. Mommy? Last question, little subsidiary. Do humans go to heaven? Well, I suppose they do. But in human heaven, they get to do the things humans love best, which is devoting their lives to our service for all eternity. Weird. Now, good night for real Dynamic Solutions, Inc. Humans in heaven? I wonder what that's why. Okay, I call the Heavenly Court of Appeals to order. St. Peter, please call the next appellant. The Heavenly Court of Appeals calls Shannon Baxter, late CEO of Grimsby Insurance. Okay, Miss Baxter, state your case. God, I think there's been some mistake. I've been sentenced to an eternity in hell, performing mindless data entry. I tried to tell your lackey here that he was making a big- The appellant is not to refer to any one of the major saints as my lackeys, please. Thanks, God. Well, fine, but he refuses to admit that he was wrong. I can't go to hell. Do you have any idea how gross it is? I'm sure earning billions and being feared by everyone beneath you is all very nice, Miss Baxter. But I need proof that you've done something, anything good in your life. I tried to tell her, God. What your inept servant seems to have missed is that my corporation was a global leader in social responsibility. Hello, I'd like the court to recognize that I am not inept, please. Agreed. Strike that from the record and replace inept with something nice, well-dressed, clean, you know, punctual. Okay, Ms. Baxter, let's go through your record and see what good you've done as a CEO. Let's start with... Charitable donations. We've donated millions. To whom? To politicians who backed our interests. Mm-hmm. And was this through official channels or...? I'd call them unofficial donations. Bribes, Shannon. They were bribes. But it was all for the greater good. Countless billionaires benefited from our actions. Okay, what next? How about LGBT rights? We raised awareness. How? By putting our logo in rainbow colors for one day a year on social media. I see. And how did you benefit the sick? Uh, we made our logo pink for one day a year for breast cancer. Gotcha. AIDS? We changed to a red, red logo, logo on, on social, social media for one day. Yeah, I get it. I really don't see what more I could have done. 
Well, let's move on and see how you did in the climate apocalypse. Well, for starters, we turned our logo green on social media for three full days. Well, the world burned. Yes, I see that. A lot of logo-based stuff here. And anyway, I repented in the end. It says here that when the proletarians finally rose up to demand action, you dressed as a construction worker and promised to lead the mob straight to Elon Musk. Bastard was already halfway to Mars. And when the mob turned on you, you declared, I'm glad I helped destroy this dumb planet anyway. It was a joke! Can't you take a joke? Do you have anything else to say for yourself, Ms. Baxter? Uh, well, when I saw Jordan Peterson in hell the other day, he had some spinach in his teeth, and I didn't tell him. <laughs> oh, he must have been mildly embarrassed when he found that out. I know, right? What a turd. What an absolutely world-class turd. Okay, Baxter, good enough for me. Welcome to heaven. I told you so, St. Peter. Uh, fair's fair. Corporate Charters. McDonald's. For every iceberg that melts from corporate pollution, we pledge to give away 10 of our brand new iceburgers. Iceburgers are cold cheeseburgers. We pledge to support Ronald McDonald House for patients of cancer. Now, if we can just fund centers for obesity and heart disease, that's something for all our customers. We pledge to conduct rigorous sensitivity training after one of our executives invited people back to his office to check out his ball pit. Disney. We pledge to take a leading role in representation in film. In fact, Disney now represents the entire film industry. Our It's a Small World ride will no longer take such a controversial stance on population control. To commemorate Walt Disney testifying to the House Un-American Activities Committee, we're blackballing Goofy. Gorge. Liquid death, water for men. Seriously, Google this if you missed it. It's literally water for men, an idea so stupid that we have no choice but to be very, very immature. Take it away, Liquid Death CEO, Mike Cesario. Derp, 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 derp. We pledge not eat so much doo-doo. We didn't want to do it. They left us no choice. Now, Janet, the idea of corporate citizenship didn't just appear out of nowhere. Really? Gosh, I guess I just assumed it was cooked up in boardrooms as a way to distract from corporate malfeasance. Silly, Janet. Corporate citizenship emerged after a long period of conflict over what you'd be a citizen of. Ah, you must be referring to that bloody conflict known as the Corporate Civil War, where the forces of management waged war against the men and women of the Union. That very real and not parodic war at all. Exactly. Janet, would you believe we have a clip from the new documentary about the Corporate Civil War? Is it in the style of Ken Burns' Civil War documentary? It, wait for it, is. My dearest Mildred, fighting continues here at Corporate HQ. I long for the day we crush these union upstarts, my honeysuckle. The union claims we treat them in an undignified manner. That I covered one intern with whiteout and the other with photocopier toner at karaoke night and made them do say, say, say. That I used my secretary to dictate letters to Penthouse Forum. Are these not the normal requests of a manager, my parsley sprig? Then there's the battle for health benefits. Is it not enough for the union that they have already won coverage? Oh sure, it's priced at an absolutely exorbitant rate. I mean, seriously, you're going to want a second mortgage to so much as sneeze around here. But the important thing is they have access to health care. We are in tough against the union forces, my overgrown bush. 
They are many, and plus, me and the other managers just did a bunch of cocaine. Probably not the shrewdest move, but man, it's exhilarating. Farewell, my slime mold, my supple corpse flower. Yours, Henry. My dearest Henry, your latest letter has sent me into quite a state. I have been crying my stars, throwing the back of my hand to my brow, and cartoonishly fainting for three days straight, my sweet baby man. Instead of complaining, perhaps these union layabouts should pull up their bootstraps and be handed their daddy's telecom company like you were, sweetums. Why, these hooligans haven't inherited an honest day's work in their lives. Truly, the insurgents demand better corporate citizenship, but show their own hypocrisy at every turn. They want action on climate change, but do they chip in to buy you a Tesla? They want equal treatment for the sexes? So what, you're supposed to sexually harass guys now, too? Very disappointed, my squishy cuddle muffin. Home is empty without you. Oh, sure, there's Chef and his assistant and the groundskeepers, but they're not people. The union mustn't prevail, my ooey-gooey marshmallow muffin. Who'd do all the work? Certainly not us. Farewell, my oochie-coochie-goo-goo-ga-ga-whittle-piddle-diaper baby. Yours, Mildred. And then what happened, Sam? Unfortunately, Janet, this was all a work of fiction. But, for argument's sake, let's say they were crushed by cannonballs. Follow at WorkItPod on social media. Do you love listening to CFMU, but don't know how to express that love? Radio may be an older invention, but that doesn't mean it's stuck in the past. Instead of yelling into the void, I like your show! 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 You can just tweet us, or any of our shows, under their own hashtag, using hashtag CFMU underscore show name. Go give us a shout! 